or who was the biggest NBA all-star starter snub? And Dino, if you want to start us off. So uh, read me the West all-star starters again. I didn't catch that. I saw the East, though. Jose, you got it on file? Yeah, I actually I got the I got the name. So the first person, LeBron James, of course. Yep. Uh then we had Jokic, uh Zion Williamson, uh Luka Doncic, Stephen Curry as starters. I like that. That's fair. My quorum is with the East. So oh, okay. obviously, Kevin Durant, he deserves to be an all-star starter, but he's hurt right now. So take away the time Kevin Durant's been out. And, to, and I understand the fan voting and everything. It's important to keep everyone engaged, yada, yada, yada. But how is Jalen Brown not an all-star starter? Do you put Jalen Brown in over Kevin Durant? Do you put him in over Donovan Mitchell? I mean, I I got my problems with Kyrie in terms of what he did to the Celtics, but the man, Kyrie deserves to be a starter. Kyrie's having a cold year. And then again, so is Donovan Mitchell, but... I would say Jalen Brown's the biggest all-star snub because Kevin Durant is out and he's probably not going to play in the all-star game anyway. So why, why is Jalen Brown not an all-star starter? Because we're number one in the East. Everyone was doubting us in the beginning of the year. This whole all Udoka's fired right before the training camp. They got Joe Mazzula coming in, interim head coach, and we're the one seed right now. And the Jays are playing incredible. They're playing out of their minds. Jason Tame having MVP season. Jalen Brown's right there, the Robin to the Batman. It's like, how is this man not an all-star starter? Like, come on now. I think Jalen Brown's definitely the biggest all-star snub. And I think the West is very fair. I like that West starting lineup. Jokic MVP season, Doncic MVP season. And I think the West is pretty pretty balanced. But the biggest snub comes from the East, Jalen Brown. I think for me, I stay in the West. I don't like Zion Williamson being there. He didn't play since January 2nd or something like that. I think the Kings are being very much disrespected. I'm going to go Sabonis here. This is a guy that can slice through a defense, you know, literally coast to coast. He can get tough rebounds. He can pass the ball. I mean, he's averaging 18 points per game, 12.4 rebounds, 7.3 assists. You look at Jokic numbers, who a lot of people consider him the front runner for MVP. It's not too far off. He's averaging more points per game, 25, but... I mean, 11 assists, 9.9 assists. Their numbers are identical outside of the scoring. Like, you take a franchise like the Kings, who has not been relevant for the last 17 years. I mean, they've been the worst franchise in professional sports, period. And yet, right now, they are standing at the number three slotted position in the Western Conference. Are you kidding me? And I understand De'Aaron Fox is great at basketball, but what Sabonis is doing is a bonus for that team, and that's why they're there. He should be in. You know, actually, um, I got two. So I'm going to stay in the West first with Lil. Um, I'm actually going with Laurie Markkinen. Um, The man's actually having one of the best um, game seasons of his career, if not the best season of his career. Um, he's averaging 24-point game, eight rebounds, uh, I believe two assists a game, two blocks a game. Uh, no, one block a game, excuse me. Um, he's shooting 43% from the three-point line, averaging three shot, three pointers, three three-pointers per game. Uh, 52% from the field. Um, the Utah Jazz are really still in contention for playing because of um, Laurie Marketing. Laurie Marketing having such a dynamic season. I think he should deserve to get that NBA All Star starter. He deserved it actually. Um, it's unfortunate that you know I like Zion. I think Zion is dynamic. I think when Zion was healthy, the Pelicans were the number one team in the Western Conference. But Laurie Marketing is the reason why the Utah Jazz are going anywhere. They have no star player. They have a bunch of role players meshed on one team with a rookie head coach, and he is showing the best season of his career. He's dominating teams left and right, posters left and right. This man is on top plays almost every other night. 
I'm surprised that he wasn't put on that Western All-Star, and I hope he is still placed in an All-Star ballot. I hope the coaches vote him in because he is just dynamic. He has to, he should be a reserve. He should be an All-Star the way he's playing. This is the best Lori Marketing. This is the Lori Marketing that people anticipated him to be in Chicago. So the fact that he's playing it now, and I love to see it. You know, I'm glad he's having a, that bounce back of his career. The second one is Joel Embiid in that starting lineup. I understand Tatum, KD, and Giannis all dynamic, but one of them has to go. You can't replace the big man because you don't, for whatever reason, because you want to make the game faster or whatever. Giannis, KD, and Jason Tatum, all three of them are not having better years than Joel Embiid. You could pick one of them, maybe two, but all three of those players are not having a better year than Joel Embiid, and I think one of them needs to be removed. Um, in my opinion, you could, you should go KD because KD's been out. He's been out the last, I think, couple weeks, and I think it's going further. I think it's closer to a month, if I'm not mistaken. But I think when you talk about how dynamic Joel Embiid has been, he should be that starter on the Eastern Conference. Um, <clears throat> I think Jason Tatum, I mean, excuse me, Jalen Brown is considered a guard, and that's why he wasn't placed in that, in that, oh, um, yeah, that uh, role. And that's why KD is kind of still lingering there. Uh, but I know right now it was really between Kyrie Irving and Jalen Brown who's going to get that starter spot. And Kyrie Irving the last month and change has been dominating the game of basketball. It's been ridiculous. I think if Jalen Brown didn't get hurt and he was still playing at the high level, I think there would have been an argument right there. It could have been Kyrie and Jalen Brown in that starting spot and Donovan Mitchell off the bench. Because Jalen Brown, you can make the argument, has been playing better than Donovan Mitchell the last the, the, um, in the season. So – for me, Joel Embiid starter, Laurie Markin the starter. I think those two were like the biggest snubs for me in that all-star starter. I'm losing my train of thought, but I think you said something about Kevin Durant. I want to stick with Kevin Durant here because is the argument he's not playing or should it be like, look at the Nets right now. Look at their record without him. Even though they've been highly competitive in these games that they lost, there's still clearly nothing with Kevin Durant. And when Kevin Durant did, they was the best team of basketball, period, for like the last like 20, 30 games or 20, 25 games they played. So should there be an argument and is there a valid case that, look, look at the Nets without Kevin Durant. He's an all-star and somebody's going to get that spot anyway if he doesn't play. Oh, that's going to sure. be a B spot if he doesn't play. For sure. Like someone's going to get that spot anyway if he doesn't play. And that's the argument what I was thinking about was like, okay, maybe Brown didn't get in, like Kevin Durant, but look what the Nets were doing. You know, they were what, two and like eight, two and ten or something beginning of the year. Kevin Durant, new head coach, Kyrie, they turn it around. They start winning all these games. Like they get to the two seed before Kevin Durant gets hurt. So it's like, okay, yeah, like Durant does deserve it. And the same with Zion because it's like before Zion went down, I was like, yo, are the Pelicans really about to come out of the West? Like that's what I was thinking when before Zion went got hurt. So, I mean, I definitely see the reasoning behind it, why they're the all-star starters. Because there's valid points. You know, like the Pelicans were playing unbelievable. They were meshing so well. And then the Nets were playing really well, too. So I understand it. But I guess we're going to have to see who the uh, the replacements are going to be for Zion and Kevin Durant. See who gets in uh, when they go out because they're hurt. So another thing real quick. I want to say, because, you know, KD was hurt. Why Why is Julius Randle not getting no type of looks or type of appraisal for the man the way he's been playing? Like the man is averaging 25 12 and four assists a game, shooting really high from the field goal percentage, shooting threes, making them. He's top five in minutes. Why is he not getting looks? Like, I understand the Knicks get a, a negative connotation. They're not a top four team in the East. They're not the soup. They're not like a, a super team. They're not getting the most looks, but it, it's getting a little ridiculous how much disrespect Julius Randle gets in this season. This man is playing 
lights out basketball game 37 and 10 against the oh nine excuse me against the boston celtics now i understand that you got stars of the league but julius Randle got stopped getting disrespected this man is playing at the same level even higher than when he got one most improved player of the year like this guy needs to stop getting disrespected it's time to wake up y'all julius Randle is here it's time to wake up oh i gotta pump the brakes on that one i mean look i Randle is playing great i'm not saying he's not he is playing great but I mean, am I going to finally see it with Julius Randle late in the year and in the playoffs? Because when the Knicks were the the four seed, right, that during the the post COVID or like the the twenty twenty one year, right, when after the bubble, and then he just he just went MIA in the playoffs against the Atlanta Hawks. Am I finally going to see it at the end of the year in the playoffs with Julius Randle? Like, I don't know. I think a lot of it depends on the matchup. I think if it's against Milwaukee, I think they're going to get washed. I think they're going to Milwaukee's going to beat them in like five games. Because Milwaukee has that size. And I think they're very gritty in the paint. That's how Milwaukee is. You know, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, like they got them big boys down there. And Giannis. So I don't know. I mean, am I going to see it with Randall in late in the year? I mean, I feel like that's why he's not in the consideration for being a starter. He'll probably be a reserve, but I feel like that's why he can't be a starter, you know? I'm going to go around the panel here. I'm going to play the same game that me, Cuzzo, and Zay played a couple months ago, which is more appropriate for this time, where I'm going to throw out a couple names to compare, and we just go around the panel and say who's better and give the reasons why. So Embiid or Giannis, who should be in that game, even though it's already known who's going to be in there? Giannis, that's an easy one. And, and why do you think so? Giannis is an NBA champion. He led the Milwaukee Bucks to the NBA Finals, and he had one of the most best performances in the NBA Finals of recent memory. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the real deal. He's a back-to-back MVP. Joel Embiid, as we know, has zero MVPs and is a choke artist in the playoffs. I will not hold that down. I feel that Giannis Antetokounmpo, even though he might not be MVP frontrunner this year or even in the top three right now, you know, he's still that dude, you know? Like, I, I've seen Giannis's game really progress as the years went on. He used to be able to not really make his free throws. I mean, he's still a little inconsistent, but he can at least make them more consistently now. His three-pointer is still a little spotty, but what I do notice is that Giannis can shoot that mid-range now. He's improved his game. From when he won MVP the first time, he's gotten better as an all-around scorer and an all-around, you know, playmaker and finisher. I've seen that improvement. With Embiid, I really haven't seen that improvement. It's really just him using his body more. I haven't really seen much from Embiid because Sixers are still getting bounced. He's still getting locked up by Bam Adebayo in the playoffs. And compared to like when he was against the Raptors, getting locked up, getting shut down by Kawhi and them. I haven't seen much from Embiid in terms of him using his body more. That's all I really see. So Giannis over Embiid any day. Yeah, I'm going with Joel Embiid over Giannis, uh, respectfully. I think when you look at Giannis, everything that um, Dino just said, you can easily mark towards Giannis. I think the talent is that Jokic, I mean, excuse me, Joel Embiid has more talent than Giannis. You know, the, the three-ball falls, the midi falls. He, he's better in the post. He's better at identifying the double team, being more dominant when he needs to be, allowing his play, uh, playmakers, Harden and Maxi to play when he needs to. I think Embiid, when you talk about what who needs to show in an all-star, it needs to be Embiid versus Jokic. Last year's MVP race was between Jokic and Embiid. I believe that's that's the more dynamic game. We talk about Giannis and Jokic. Gian, Gian, Jokic's not standing in front of Giannis. You know, that's that's not going to happen. You know, Giannis is going to be dribbling left, right, all around, or just let him, let him shoot the three. So I think when you look at um, Joel Embiid and Jokic, those are going to be a two dominant, the two David and Goliath battling it out in the All-Star. That's something that's more dynamic, something that I definitely want to see. And I would love 
Like, I believe Joel Embiid still got another level to his game. I don't think it stops here. I think he still has another gear to go even further and be more dominant. And I think, you know, Giannis, we've seen the best. We've seen the best of the best already. You know, he's starting to develop a three-point shot, but it hasn't really been developed, nor is it falling. You know, he's still regressing to driving into the paint and trying to dunk the basketball. So I think for me, I'll go Embiid over Giannis. That's a tough one for me. It's a head coin toss, like heads or tails, because like I can see the argument when you look at the 76ers and how well they're playing right now. It's a collaborative effort, right? It's Tyrese Maxey coming off of the bench and giving that explosion, giving them points. It's James Harden. It's defending the pick and roll with James Harden and Embiid. I think um, James Harden actually has helped Embiid grow. Like think about the choice that you had to make as a defender, right? These are guys that can score at will. They could get to the line, they could get to the paint, and now you have a choice when you defended the pick and roll. Who do I stop? That's an advantage. But I do see the argument that Embiid is disrespected when it comes to the media. Like, when it comes to the MVP races, he don't get the nod. So it can go either way. Giannis is playing without Middleton right now, and I think that's the difference for me, and that's why I go Giannis slightly, but it's close. Let's go Kyrie Irving and Jalen Brown. Well, I'm Zay. I'm going Kyrie. Uh, MVP Kyrie, as I call him, he's been playing lights out the last four games, averaging, I believe, 39 while shooting 50% from the field and three-point line and nine assists. Uh, the man is, is is lights out. And I think, you know, when you talk about Kyrie Irving, his handle, his ability to put the basket, the ball in the basket, he's more dynamic than Jalen Brown right now. Jalen Brown, I always praised him. He's improved since he first came into the league as a slasher, a guy who didn't know how to dribble. Now he has a lot of a bevy of dribble moves. He could shoot off the dribble. He could shoot the open three. He could dunk. He could do a man, many different things. It's just not at the level of Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is a wizard on the court. Not a Washington wizard. I mean a wizard. You know, that man should deserve to be a Hogwarts basketball team. That's how good he is. The man is dynamic, and I believe he deserved to be the all-star. You know, starter. He had a lot of controversy throughout this season, a lot. The fact that he got suspended, came back, and just became a different man at on the basketball court is a beautiful to see Kyrie Irving deserves to be the NBA all-star and you know it, it it's him over Jalen Brown right now do you know Celtics Nation please forgive me for what I'm about to say but Kyrie Irving indeed over Jalen Brown right now you got to be unbiased here um Kyrie's just you know like Jay said he's playing lights out Kevin Durant goes down and Kyrie Irving's playing lights out crazy basketball he had, what, 42, 43 the other night? Man's just killing it right now. And this is no respect to JB, but, you know, JB is – he's had a lingering injury the last couple weeks. So, I mean, you look at that, it's its affected him. He still has to recover. He still has to get back to 100%. I think if they're – you asked me this question beginning of the year in, like, November, December, I'm going JB all the, all the time. But we're talking about recently and, like, the last few weeks, like, you got to give it to Kyrie. Because when KD went down, I was like, oh, the Nets are about to tank again. Like, that's it. Like, you got Kyrie and Bum Simmons running the show. Like, this is going to be – they're going to start dropping some some rankings or some seeds. But, you know, they held their own. Like, they've stuck right in there, the 2-3 seed. Like, they're right there. So, you know, I got to give it to Kyrie on this one. I agree. We're unanimous here. You look at Kyrie Urban's last five games, 30, 48, 38, 30, 40, but the more impressive stat is six assists, 10 assists, nine assists, six assists, seven assists. He's doing it all. Um, the one argument that you can make, and there's a legitimate argument, right? There's an argument that you can make. You have Jalen Brown, the number two on the best team in basketball. Yep. That's an argument. I'm going one more here because we had it for time. 
How about Kyrie Irving and SGA? Um, I'm going SGA. I'm going SGA. The fact that he's able to bring the OKC to relevancy is where is where it draws the line for me. OKC is 11 seed right now. They're very close to getting a 10 seed. Um, and they don't have the weapons. Um, Brooklyn has. They don't got um Ben Simmons, uh, Royce O'Neal, uh, Seth Curry, Joe Harris. None of that. They got guys like Josh Giddy, Lugens Dort. Um, they got uh Jaden Williams. They got guys like that. Um, Earl Robinson. They're not bad, though. They're, they're not. They're not bad, but they're not guys who are the same role players as the Nets. You know, these are like the That's little true. giants, essentially. The guys that no one anticipated getting to that championship game. Nobody anticipated to win football games or win games in general. And they're just hus- out hustling every team they play against. SGA is his ability to score when they know the floor shrinks. They, they're not able to just spread the floor and space you out. The fact that he's able to score in that kind of magnitude at the the level that he is right now, I believe he's averaging 33 a game on 50% from the field. The man is dynamic. He's dominant. This is a, this is the next star. Everyone's talking about, oh, who's the next star coming up? Is Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's who the next star is. And then after that, I think Josh Giddy, because I think Josh Giddy, when he goes to the team by himself, he'll have a very similar journey as James Harden. Yeah, he has all the um scoring opportunities. He has the opportunity to be the primary playmaker, yada yada, and he would be dominant. But that's down the line. Right now, SGA over Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is being dynamic. He's a he's a scorer, a wizard. He does it better than everyone else. The only thing he doesn't do, he doesn't do it on the other side of the ball on defense. And that's something that Shea Gilgis Alexander thrives on. He is one of the elite defenders of the NBA perimeter-wise. And I think SGA right now is over Kyrie because of his defensive abilities, not because of offensive abilities. His offensive abilities is still on par. Um, is slightly less than Kyrie, slightly less because Kyrie's more finesse. SGA is more dominant, more physical. He gets it, gets to score anywhere he wants. Uh, but the defense side of the ball is where SGA thrives on, and that's why he goes over Kyrie. Yeah, I gotta agree with Zay on this one, Leo. This was a great, this was a great talk because I was not expecting this. This this made me think a little bit, but then I knew I was like, I gotta go SGA because I've seen SGA live, like the way he gets to the basket, the way he he gets to the paint, and like how he is able to like do these like acrobatic moves, like these finesse moves around the rim and score over these like big guys. I'm like, man, you're like, this guy's cold. And his defense really is outstanding. The OKC Thunder are going to be nasty in a few years. Once these picks keep rolling in, because they have a whole war chest, once these players start getting drafted from the teams like, you know, the Rockets who aren't good, then the Thunder have those picks. And the Thunder get these young players in the draft to build around SGA, Josh Giddy, all these guys. The Thunder are going to be really cool. But Chet Holmgren hasn't even played yet, and they're still in the freaking play-in. Like, are you kidding me? So it just goes to show once this team gets fully healthy and they get the band together and they get these pieces, the Thunder are going to be so good. And even right now, they're they're what? On the cusp of the plan or they're in the play-in? They're going like – they're fluctuating. I've been seeing. So, like, the way they've been able to do this, because they were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league, like bottom-level bottom feeders. And now they're fighting even just to get in the playoffs. And, like, the way they're doing it, it's pretty crazy. So I got to go SGA slightly over Kyrie just because of how how much OKC has shown this season with what little they have right now. It's definitely a tough question. I think as SGA, this team win more games and they get more national, then he'll get his jurisdiction dues, right? Right now it's not the time 
because they are the 11 seed, they are the OKC Thunder. But once they start playing better and winning more basketball games, he will get all the accolades he deserves. As far as Kyrie Irving, he has been disrespected. How is this man not a top 75 player of all time? How? In what world? Make it make sense. Oh, I know what it is. It's the COVID vaccine that he said, nah, I'm good. That's what it is. But we, we all know he's a top 75 player of all time. Come on. We all know he's better than Dame. Literally. Okay, so he should have been there. I'm glad to see him getting his um jurisdiction due being a starter. So I'm going to leave it there. I'm not mad at that. But it's always good to talk some hoops here on the show. We're going to be doing more of that as the football season dwindles down. And speaking of football season, when we come back from the break, we got some predictions we got to take.